I don't hear any callers. Okay, caller, can you turn your radio up? We're not getting any feedback whatsoever. Did, did the phone ring? You still haven't tried waffles, Danny? Hello, caller. I, I don't get, 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 get it. You're listening to Bear Friend Tea Party, a group of women with very different lives and struggles and experiences, united through food, friendship, and faith. I'm nurturing mother hen Christopher Winter, and I'm joined on the program tonight by sassy black woman D. Gunnard Beamish. Hey... Assertive career gal, Jeremy Mullis from North Carolina. It's good to be here. And wanton slut, Jonathan Bumpers. Well, how you doing? Great. Everybody feel good about that? I, I feel, feel pretty, great surprisingly good pretty, about that. I felt like that was excellent. Jeremy, what's on the program tonight? K-pop is pretty good. Um, well, we've got a great show for you tonight. Jeremy, uh, you're all out of focus. focus. Segment, focus. One, focus. One, one, one. Segment one, classic ill-fated fast food ventures, the McDLT. Segment two, a series of controversial statements, part two. Segment three, 50 Fictional Horses Blitz Quiz. And <laughs> segment four, Pancakes v. Waffles. Is that new? Classic I assume Supreme that's... Supreme re- Court case. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I was I did, about to make I didn't that joke. prepare for that one. Well, let's move on to letters and shit. Letters and shit. Um... We did get a few, a lot of comments on episode 00038, I'm your DJ now. Um, <laughs> Classic episode. Regular listener and super fan Drew Bees. <laughs> Classic listener. <laughs> Great uh, listener. Commented on our blog to say, um, this episode is terrible. When are you guys going to get back to the topics that people truly care about? Like the Disney afternoon. Been waiting for fucking ever to hear a thoughtful discussion on existentialism in Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. You rat bastard dickheads. No one cares about DJ Jazzy Jeff. Unsubscribe. (laughs) Uh, Drew, uh, this is uh, this is Dan from the Bear Friend Tea Party podcast. Um, I'm not sure you have an intrinsic understanding of the way subscribing to podcasts works. <laughs> <laughs> it is not uh, administrated by uh, a third party. You uh, have it's opt out, opt in. So uh, wait, it is. That means wait. So I don't have to listen to it. As I tell uh, anyone I come across. Please remember, just because you download the podcast doesn't mean you have to listen to it. But you no. do have to download it. Yeah. Mm. And I'm not sure that existentialism is really the most profitable frame for examining... And we have a letter from a new listener, Combat in the Erogenous Zone. Um, and Combat in the Erogenous Zone says... What? Is it the same Will Smith you know like the famous actor is? <laughs> um, well, Combat, unfortunately we do not answer listener correspondence that does not use proper grammar and punctuation, so we're going to have to move on. And one final note we got... We got another comment from Drew, 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 regular listener and super fan, Drew B. Classic super fan. I think a day later, <laughs> hey guys, 
finally got a chance to listen to the new episode for the first time. And I gotta say, wow. I was really blown away by the quality of this episode. From the choice of topics to the sound design to the, as always, insightful discussion. This podcast is really starting to come into its own. I will recommend to all my friends and pets. And then... And then Drew, um, Drew says, um, because I am the president of the United States, I bet my endorsement can really make a difference. Keep it up. Yeah. Do we so. need to instate a character limit? That was a pretty long message. Also, that was I, a little which bit, suggests yeah. that that was probably President Clinton. Yeah. Was pro- I was thanks. So, uh, uh, Drew Bees, uh, I have two uh, two theories on Drew Bees. You're, you're either a paranoid schizophrenic or you are a fake account owned by two people that don't communicate with one another. So, uh, thanks for listening. Either way, thanks for your support. Isn't it possible that we just have two listeners named Drew Bees? I mean, it's a common name. Are they spelled the same? Who share an email address? It's common. Common name. No, it's not common. Common name. Oh, they both have the email address outrageous food shapes. No, no, I'm sorry. Impossible food shapes. I think there should be a character minimum. You have to be a real character. I was at a Goodwill the other day, and in the book section, uh, they had a Bill Cosby book on display, and I was like, the fuck? I have a correction. In episode 00033, the Otis Hypotenuse... Classic episode. Classic Hypotenuse. Uh, we were attempting to name as many NES games as we could within two minutes. When I was editing that episode, when Chris said Blasteroids... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about plastic. I, I inserted, I inserted the, uh, the the sample of a robot voice saying, "Not a real game." Uh, it turns out that is incorrect. There was a real game called Blasteroids. It was uh, it was an arcade game, so I, I should have said, or I should have made it say... Not a valid NES title. Instead of... Completely made up. Wait, uh, John, I mean, did you check to see whether Dog Attack was a real arcade game as well? <laughs> no, Or did I you didn't. just assume I, that I, I had made uh, that up? I, I, oh, man, you're, you're catching me on the, on the spot here. Um, because it sounds like it could easily yeah, be an arcade right. game. Dog Attack Video Game. Dot com. 104 million results. <laughs> I think that answers that question. In an episode, episode 00036, Human Teeth, um, in our segment, What Root Vegetable Am I Thinking Of?, um, 
Chris, you claimed to be thinking of a daikon radish. <laughs> True. Um, well, we've got the fMRI results back. <laughs> and actually, as it turns out, you were thinking about how you wanted to go to bed. <laughs> we've actually got the transcript here um, of Whoop. your thoughts. You, At the time we were guessing, you were thinking... Boy, I'm tired. Um, this segment isn't going well. I wish I could go to bed now. Ugh, why did I think this would be funny? <laughs> would they just notice if I kind of just dozed off here? No. No, no. Maybe I could just hang up and say my internet fucked up again. And then... <laughs> That's a good one. And so on. I've used uh, that um, There'll be a link in the show notes description to the printout of that test result. Hashtag neurology. Any other corrections? Uh, I have a correction. Um, actually, in episode 00038, I'm your DJ now. Classic episode. I- <laughs> classic DJ. Is every episode classic? There... W- <sighs> some, some of them are great. Some of them are unreleased. <laughs> <laughs> some, of them- some of them are future classics. Um, uh, during the listener feedback segment, longtime listener Drew Bees <laughs> asked for advice on seven easy steps on how to build a birdhouse. And, yes, uh, I think asked and answered. Uh, Dr. Jonathan Bumper's uh, answer was um, step one, go to a hardware store. Mm-hmm. Step, step two, mm-hmm. ask yep. that question. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'd just like to correct that in that step two of that answer should have been, how do I build a birdhouse in six easy steps? Oh. Mm. Oh. oh. So we're correcting the question then. No, no, your no. answer. Yeah. You shouldn't, if you if step one is yeah. go to the hardware store, step oh, two has to be, how do I build a birdhouse in six steps? Because you've only got six left. No, no, in five. You've only got five left after. Well, right it depends on if you're counting from 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 within the step or. Huh? Yeah. You, well, you no, would have to. Step you would have one to is go. Step two is ask. You've only got five yeah, steps five left. Steps. It does depend depends on your frame of it reference. Does. It does. I'm not sure it does. You're upside down. No, you're the one that's upside down. No, you're upside down. No, I'm not. He's the one that's upside down, isn't he? Well, let's toss for it. All right. Okay. You lose. He's the one that's really upside down. You better come into my frame of reference now. Well, you know, it's all relative. It's all relative because the guy at the hardware store is actually your father. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, it really all boils down to... Fuck you, Drew B. Yeah, what an asshole. I do, I do apologize, though, to any listeners who accidentally made a birdhouse in nine easy steps. <laughs> nine tedious steps. Hashtag birds. Bear Fripper. Bear Fripper.
I think I like blacked out there for a minute. I don't know what you guys were even doing. In episode 00038, I'm your DJ now. Um, Great episode. We did a spooky soundscape, and I just wanted to add um, the sound of a chainsaw starting up. um, And the sound of dogs and or wolves howling. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, nice. Nice. Sorry about yeah, that. That was a big mistake. Uh, Jeremy, if, if, I, could, if mm. I could follow up on that, uh, also in episode 00038, I'm your DJ Classic now. Classic episode. Got a lot wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we this really is an addendum. Messed up. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is an addendum. Oh, oh, this oh. is not a correction. Uh, mm. In that episode, Jeremy, you introduced the social media sensation hashtag sports. Mm. Did mm. he ever? And. In the two weeks since we launched that hashtag, it has been tweeted and retweeted an estimated 2.7 million times. Wow. Always the Pre- One presumes by Bear Friend Tea Party listeners. Yeah, well, all um, 18 of our, so, our, on average, eight <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I think the whole Bear Friend Tea Party community, we can really pat ourselves on the back for launching hashtag sports. Can we call them Bear yeah. Friend? I'm your bear friend. I'm your bear friend. Our bear friends, yep. Our bear friends are unfortunately. So good. good. How come it took us 40 episodes to fucking. I have called them bear friends before. Unfortunately. Black Lives Matter. Unfortunately. (laughs) Bear Lives Matter. (laughs) Unfortunately. That's offensive. Uh. Two other very promising hashtags from that episode. Uh, hashtag Buzz Aldrin is a fraud yeah. <laughs> was tweeted a total of zero times in the past two weeks. Really? It's a slow burner. Even use it? And hashtag Mobius strip of vomit was only tweeted once. Oh, read it. Read it. I don't have it open, but uh, uh, some girl in St. Louis had had tweeted hashtag Mobius strip of vomit. Really? Really? Is she yeah, a, yeah, for a, real. We follow her now. She hot. What? Well, I do just have. So I have one, one, one more correction. One, one, one more correction. Um, in episode zero 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 three eight, I'm your DJ Classic now. Episode. Great episode. Um, yeah, uh, John. In your correction to um episode zero 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 three one, a decorative confectionery of tiny balls. Classic episode. Um, you were making a correction to um, episode 00030, <laughs> episode not yet named. Um, you, were ta- we, you were talking about our discussion about the song I Refuse to Sing Along by Bert and Ernie. Classic and, uh, song. And y- you were talking about Mr. Hooper, the character of Mr. Hooper, and you made the statement, when Mr. Hooper was killed off (laughs) (laughs) allegedly i just thought i should clarify because when you when you say it that way it sounds like the writers of sesame street for like plot reasons or something decided to have the character of mr hooper killed and uh i I believe in reality uh the actor who played mr hooper died and also the character there. Well, well, they 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 hey. didn't you know sugarcoat it because they yeah. needed to teach children to deal. He with He was death. actually really um, 
kind of revolutionary. It was a landmark. Yeah, yeah. it was a really. I mean, like yeah. in all seriousness, hey. like it was. It was. Um, I mean, I don't remember this, but apparently it was really you know important and formative in a lot of people's uh, childhoods. As far as learning about death and you know, learning about I see, I thought that he like had demanded more money in his contract. <laughs> <laughs> But that no, was, but that, when that was when, also for no, that was that was Linda when <laughs> Gordon, but when yeah, exactly. Um, what Linda? Wasn't, wasn't there <laughs> Linda? Say say that again, but there say Gordon. What Gordon? Gordon. That was Gordon. That was Gordon. Flash. Um, no. Classic no, that was Gordon. Elmo. There was, there was somebody named Linda. I thought. Am I, am I just thinking of Gary Wilson? Linda wants to be alone. Linda wants to eat alone. Linda wants to sleep alone. There was a Linda, yeah. She was. Oh, she, Linda was the, the, the deaf woman, wasn't she? Oh yeah. Well, well she did a deaf woman. Totally greedy. Yeah, deaf ain't Danny, you're thinking of Helen Keller. God damn it! Now I need an excuse to keep this shit. <laughs> Segment one: Classic ill-fated fast food ventures. The McDLT. All right, uh, I'll be leading this segment. So this segment is about the McDonald's uh, hamburger uh, marketed in the 1980s that was called the McDLT. I'll just throw out a couple basic facts. It was sold in a two-sided container uh, wherein the the hot elements were contained on one side and the cold elements, the lettuce, tomato, etc., etc., were on the other side. Uh, there's a really hilarious Jason Alexander commercial. Hey, you say you're getting tired of lettuce and tomato hamburgers in this town that don't quite make it? Yeah! This is like pre-Seinfeld. Is Pre-Seinfeld. Uh, by, by a... When I was, Seinfeld... I, I was gonna... Ask. In like... 1989. Well, I, I mean, it's like, you know, he wasn't famous. Yeah. Was, it just happens to be him. He was like a, a you know, struggling actor. Well, yeah, it just, yeah, it absolutely just happens yeah. to be him. And he did a really good job. You say that just once you'd like your hamburger hot and your lettuce and tomato cool and crisp all at the same time? Yeah! Yeah, Bang like up. he's really good in it. Um, Which is... We'll get into that later. It probably, like, was his audition probably. tape for... Seinfeld. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's as good as anything he did on Seinfeld. <laughs> well, I say, you got it. I'm talking McDonald's new lettuce and tomato hamburger, the McDLT. That commercial is better than Seinfeld. Yeah. The show. I, 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 I didn't, more culturally I didn't, relevant. Than the... I didn't want to be quite so More concise. Yeah, I, I, I do believe that. I'm talking quarter pound of beef on the hot, hot side. And the hot stays hot. The new McDLT. commercial great commercial classic um, so that commercial was from 1985 uh there were there were subsequent ads with uh, uh aretha franklin and jerry butler i don't know if you guys watched that one it's pretty amusing to announce the winning lettuce and tomato hamburger sizzling aretha franklin and the Iceman jerry butler 
I watched it was not as memorable, not as memorable yeah. but it is kind of interesting it was a little more pathetic it was kind of a little more depressing actually because it was <laughs> it's like come on guys okay. no seriously buy it buy this fucking because well, they were like weird thing people that had like were not as famous as they once yeah. were they were like falling <laughs> falling stars rather than rising stars oh yeah that's mm. interesting K- kind of kind yeah. of Kind of par- paralleling the uh, success or lack thereof of the product. A few other basic fa- a few other basic facts about the McDLT. I just want to get these straight for the record. Uh, it was discontinued in 1991. It was replaced by the McLean Deluxe. It's the one that was infused with uh, seaweed to replace the beef fat. That is a true thing. Yes, and it currently lives on in the form of the Big and Tasty. In some markets, just the big taste. That's true. I'm not really understanding the common thread between those sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't understand that either. I, I think that they both have lettuce and tomato on them. Yeah, that mm. I totally that, don't that is that is a thing. That, that McDLT was advertised as the best lettuce yeah. and tomato hamburger. Which, exactly. Uh, like apparently that that is a a type of hamburger. Uh, John, on that point. But it hadn't, I think yes. it's notable that both Jason Alexander and Jerry Butler contend that the McDLT, quote, could be the best <laughs> tasting lettuce and tomato hamburger ever. A uh, few points on that. Number one, this is bizarrely equivocal. Is the McDLT the best tasting lettuce and tomato hamburger ever or isn't it? <laughs> Do they not know yet? It's impossible Were to know now. Were their tests inconclusive? And if so, like, why rush the damn thing to market before <laughs> conducting more trials? Yeah, it's a very aspirational slogan. Number two. It's kind of weird that Jason Alexander and Jerry Butler both refer to lettuce and tomato hamburgers as if that is a specific <laughs> variety of hamburger. It is I not. Am, I am so glad. I am so glad you brought that question up. And number uh, three, who is Jerry Butler anyway? What, what's number three? He is Jerry Butler. I thought he was the guy from Law and Order that donated oh, his Sam eyes. But that was Jerry Stone? Orbach. Sam Waterstone. Yeah. Huh? Sam Waterson? Waterston? Okay, if I could jump in here. I please, know that the segment for controversial statements hasn't arrived yet, but I want to drop one on you. That's, go ahead, go ahead. The McDLT was introduced in fall of 1984. Wow, that early? It was discontinued between December 1990 and January 1991. Wow, that, that late? That is a good six-plus years yeah. of life apparently that most is, of that time making a profit or they would have canceled it that is a, like, that is a, for a, a gimmicky product that's an that seems like a pretty good life that's cycle, an excellent no? point like, that is it really I, fair qu- to characterize the mcdlt if I could, as ill-fated yeah if i could or just is just what this just one of those like social conventions like the way everybody makes fun of the movie ishtar for some reason okay well that was a low blow okay people I mean, Ate the McDLT apparently for okay, six okay, years. Okay, okay, sure, like, Chris. But when you think about the socioeconomic, this is going to be a lengthy discussion, and <laughs> we're going to have plenty of time to address okay. all your th- thoughts. Do we feel that people are like comfortable with what the McDLT is at this point? I, well, yes, because I was really confused about it when in it, when it was a current thing, when I was you know between the ages of six and ten. <laughs> I assumed that it was a McDonald's version of a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. It was like the McBLT, but it's mm. McDonald's, so it's McDLT. It sounded like a mm. BLT. 
that has nothing to do I with I think what that it is. that may have been I'd, the intention with the name. I don't it doesn't make any sense. I it's too confusing yeah. because McD what is, it makes you yeah. say what does D stand well, for? The, what, well, does. I don't think that D McDonald's necessarily lettuce stands for anything, but it's a portmanteau of McDonald's lettuce tomato. But it's supposed to sound like BLT. Well, yeah, I mean, because McDonald's is sometimes referred to as Mickey D's. Uh, John, on that point, Uh, yeah, yeah. it's irritating, Mm -hmm. huh? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. It is. I I go through phases of not. I go through phases. (laughs) Um, I go through phases. I go through phases. Okay, so I have a series of discussion questions. Discussion questions. Number one. The McDLT and its successors were designed to compete with Burger King's Whopper sandwich. Was this attempted marketing coup successful? Why or why not? No. I, I reject the premise of the question. <laughs> well, the, well, well, then you didn't, you didn't prepare for this. <laughs> okay, Jeremy? Is that true? Is that true? They were competing with that the is, Whopper? That is apparently yes. true. And it was a complete failure. And, and I did a little bit more uh, research on, on YouTube, and I found a, a Burger King commercial that specifically references the McDLT. It's like a like a, a defensive kind of like, oh, you know, you guys have this, but we have this, and it's much better. Oh, like, yeah, it, it, Nintendo don't. That yeah. Kind of, like, it, we're going to name the competition. Like, can't do this on Nintendo. Whopper has blast processing. What a McDLT does. Fuck you. Nintendo is so, free. What Nintendo does. DLT can suck my dick. So, but. Yeah, uh, see, if the what, McDLT could suck your dick, I think it would have been a better problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it would have been hot and cold at the right times. You see, there exactly. you go. Girl, you crazy. I hope we're getting to the New York Times article. Oh, we'll get there. But, but Danny. You characterized the McDLT as a yeah. failure. Could you elaborate on that? Uh, well, it was put head-to-head against the Whopper, and I could go buy a Whopper in 15 minutes right now. Could you? Do you have a Burger King that close Probably. to you? The point stands. I, I have never been to a Burger King. That can't be true. I think that is true. Well, the next time you come to visit me, we're going, we're going out. All right. <laughs> no, we went through a Taco Bell uh, phase, but I don't remember a Burger King phase. You just go, be going through a phase in order to eat at a restaurant. Sometimes you're at a rest stop and there's nothing else available. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I You've eat never at the combination pizza and Taco King? Bell. I'm at the pizza woo, hut. Woo. I'm at, I'm the, at Taco the Taco Bell. Bell. I'm at the combination pizza hut and Taco Say Bell. Say what? I'm at the Ooh, pizza yeah. hut. What? <laughs> I'm at the combination pizza hut and Taco Bell. <laughs> I don't see you, dog. Where are so, you? Where are you at? <laughs> Great song. I got that taco smell. You got <laughs> that pescado smell. <laughs> I got that pizza butt. <laughs> I threw it pizza on the ground. Pizza hut. Pizza hut. Pizza hut. Pizza let, let me cut in here. No, no, no. Pizza no, no, let me cut. Okay, pizza after you. Hut. Jamaica <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> Great Avenue. Classic Avenue. <laughs> this is a tough group to keep focused. What I meant was the Whopper is still on the menu at Burger King 30 years later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the McDLT yeah. is is ancient history. I, replaced by, as John pointed out, the McLean mm-hmm. Deluxe, which was then supplanted by the 
the Arch Deluxe, mm-hmm. which was hilarious. Classic burger. But it's not on the menu anymore. Yeah. So this was... I understand... I understand where you're going with the... The Big and Tasty and the Arch Deluxe. I don't understand how the McLean fits in, because no, that seems like a different <laughs> product category. It does, right? Because, yeah, d- the Whopper is specifically an oversized, hefty burger, and a McLean <laughs> is ostensibly a, a, a health food. Yeah, I guess it is a little bit weird. Yeah. That, that 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 brings up another question, which actually I think is a different topic. How did they reconcile creating and marketing a product called the McLean when there was a famous musician called Don McLean? Well, we'll, we'll find that out on, on the next episode of Bear Friend Tea Party. Yeah, that's a preview of the of Bear Friend Tea Party 001. Basically, what do you have in the McDLT? It's a classic example of idiot groupthink among dumbass fucking executives. Yes. It yes. failed. It failed completely because, you know, it, it, at its heart, it was like an ill-conceived half-ass attempt to take down the, the Whopper. You know? Because Burger King at this time, and I think still, was branding itself as the home of the Whopper. <laughs> you know, they were really going all all in. You know, with with with, with that uh, particular menu item, and I just think that the McDale tea was was just it was too it was too little too uh, late. John, you know, on that, point, and they just well, like they didn't well, put enough effort into it. They're know. just like, whatever. I guess this will be fine. This is a novelty, and it's then like, they just come didn't... on, guys. No, seriously, buy it. Buy this fucking weird but thing. But they weren't selling. The, I mean, I don't understand yeah, the to, concept of it being against the Whopper. Is like a big I mean, ass sandwich. Like the, the Hardee's monster. Yeah, but it had lettuce and tomato on it. I, I think is the thing. They're not hamburgers. Seriously, They're lettuce. The and yeah, I mean, if we look at the, the if we're just thing, if we're just concerning ourselves with the product category of the lettuce tomato hamburger. No, but I mean, then, then how to, come they didn't? To be, like, I mean, to my, to my, in my, to my mind, like to from where Jeremy, I'm let, from, let me cut in here. No, no, no. There's a no, lot of let issues me go, here. Okay, I mean, after you. Yes, on the one hand, this really does seem like the McDLT. You've got the hot on the one side, the cold on the other hand, um, and they're separate. And it's like on the one hand, th- this is uh, a solution in term in search of a problem. Mm. Because no one gives a shit. Um, and I mean, this whole product, this really seems to me like Solution. this is just, That's good. this This is a focus group gone horribly, horribly yeah, wrong. Yeah, it is. Or, it and is uh, the, all stick, no carrot. Now, I don't know. I, I don't know shit about this competing with the Whopper thing. Like, I thought that's what the. It makes no sense. I thought that's what the Big Mac was for. Yeah. Yeah, no. But if if to get back to the focus group, what I think is really interesting, like if you listen, go back to that Jason Alexander commercial, and okay. I will. Um, I'm talking quarter pound of beef on the hot hot side, and the hot stays hot. The new big DLT, hot hot, crisp lettuce and tomato. Like it seems like if you listen to that commercial and then think about the focus group that led to this product, what he's saying is like, like who here is sick of. Ha- lettuce tomato hamburgers that are like not up to par and like and he says like who who likes their beef hot 
Who likes their lettuce cold? I feel like these are like the exact Jeremy, questions. Jeremy, let, let me cut in, in here. Focus. No, 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 no. Let me cut. Okay. After like you. A, there was a focus group that said like, uh, how would you rate your enthusiasm for lettuce and tomato hamburgers that just don't make right. it? Pretty low. You're right. Tired it's, like, of that? it's like begging the question. Begging the Do you question, like your beef goes hot by the or cold? Hot? Do you like your lettuce cool and crisp or hot and soggy? Implicitly assumes it's cool and crisp, eh? I think we've found a problem here. It's like the whole thing. No, like, I mean it. It 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 is the thing. But the th- Jeremy, I I think you're a little off base in thinking that there is maybe. there's absolutely no mm. problem, because one of the things about fa- like food that you get to carry out is that it does have to sit there for longer than it would. Uh. If you made it at home, and it does make the lettuce less crispy and the bun mm. soggier, what so, I mean, just it, it is definitely says definitely like, a first you can world eat it problem. In the car. Yeah. Just it eat is, it in the car. It is, it is, it is but a even, legitimate but problem then it's, I mean, because, like, but it, they have an it, ad where sure, Jason yes. Alexander's in the car somebody, and he's you know, like, like, "Hey, do you it like, is a, like it is a legitimate well, I'm worried this might get soggy." And then the person at the drive thru is like, "But I think the fact that it is in the car, you can just eat it in the car, sir." Eat it in the car. But it definitely is gonna eat it in the car. It's a problem. Eat it in the car. It's representative of where we were as a culture at the time, and the fact that the that the packaging that caused it. The, 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 so the packaging that was problem. the solution. Yeah, I don't want to say that. It's I mean, just a, like you know that you don't want to say that. You know that you know that you know No, no, no. Like no, if you, let me go. You okay, okay. You're like after you having to like because it does seem to stem like, from, from actual it, legitimate issues. With it's so weird. As, uh, it's very first world as a my brother. Chris, wait, Chris has a no one. Chris has a problem. A question in search of a problem, maybe. Chris, Chris is raising his hand. We should call it. The moderately okay faded McDLT. John, what's your second uh, discussion question? <laughs> okay, yeah, perhaps we should move on. Uh, uh, question number two. Consider the ontology of the McDLT. To what extent can it be considered a qualitatively distinct entity when examined in the context of the larger McDonald's menu? Um, I'll go first. Um, I think this is, to me... This is really about price differentiation more than ontological distinction. It's the same product, but they're attempting to get you to pay more for it by marketing it as a different product. Did it actually cost more? No, that 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 is not why it's notorious. It's notorious because it the it notorious came, it, DLT. It came. It came. Thank you. It came at the very peak. The the very peak of of excess being in vogue in american culture it mm. wasn't a different price point it was a, it was it required more packaging in mm. order to like deliver basically, basically the same cause product. but but to achieve a slight convenience mm. and it was at a time when the tide was turning as far as mm. our opinion and attitude toward environmentalism basically so it it was the wrong right right product. It, it was the right product at the wrong time. Well, I I I agree with my colleague about the environmental issues, but I I have to say this to say that this was not a higher price point. This was clearly a, a, I didn't say that. I said that wasn't the reason it was notorious. 
I, we weren't notorious. discussing the reason the sandwich was notorious. Mixed we were discussing the ontology of this sandwich, and the question was whether it was substantially different. It's ironic when you consider that that in a lot of uh, McDonald's franchises, they did not actually have the, the, the physical capacity, the technology, to create those different elements. I don't know if you read the New York Times article that I sent you, but, but um, it sounds kind of weird, but apparently... In order to really like make this burger realize its full potential, they 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 needed like a special machine that had like one side that was cooler than the other side. I don't really get it, but the the point is uh, that not every franchise had that machine. So in that sense, it must have been uh, at least somewhat qualitatively distinct. I mean. It, it comes in a special packaging that was like t- completely wasteful and w- had like <laughs> basically like twice the waste. Yeah. And y- yeah, a double clamshell. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. a slight convenience at the expense of twice the waste and it was I like mean, basically the, fir- the 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 first time that- I really think this I really think this is to- this is a total cop out. If this sandwich had been successful in making money, it would still be on the market today. This was not pulled from the market for environmental reasons. Yes, that it was, was the- because the t- because, no, because no, no, no. no. Yes. that was the that is the McDonald's guys. Guys, can we can we tucking their tails between tail between their legs? Jeremy, like, let, let me cut in here. No, no, no. Oh, we're no, gonna let me cut, cut this okay, sandwich for environmental, environmental reasons. They cut this sandwich because it was not selling because it was a stupid. Is that idea. why? The, is that why no, no fast food chain in 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 the world uses poly? poly no, 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 Danny. Uh, look, look, that is a red herring. No, okay? no, no, no. We're this actually, sucker's electrical. Can we put aside the environmental discussion for a minute? Because that's going to be question four. <laughs> Jesus yes, fucking for Christ. this question, we're only discussing the ontology of the burger. All right, can we back up a little bit? When you said ontology, I thought you meant whatever it means that you talk about words. So, <laughs> and entomology. No, 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 no. We're, Endo- we're, that's et- etymology. And etymo- I so I that. was like, that's why I said we discussed this already with the DLT standard. Jeremy, for- let, let me cut in here. No, 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 no. Let me cut. Okay. After let me you. just uh, uh, let, let me uh, maybe I can give you my 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 answer to this well, question. Scott Burger, and maybe 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 that'll be a good discussion. All right, what, jumping off uh, point, uh, John. What would happen if I asked you that same question? I'm glad you asked me that, Danny. Let me uh, let me go ahead and just compose an answer here on the fly. <laughs> go ahead and uh, and make uh, it. As all your right. Own. Well, just Ooh. off the top of my head, uh, I think this question is a bit subjective. But I think McDonald's is uh, is being uh, delusional, I would say, at best, in their implication that this is a qualitatively unique menu item. Uh, I think that that I think that their repeated use of the line "the best tasting lettuce and tomato hamburger ever" <laughs> so as though awkward. that were a category of hamburger. I, I think that. I think that use of that line is <laughs> is bizarre, and uh, and even even could you like could you order a McDLT and say like hold the lettuce and tomato? I I see you, you could within? that actually that would be Burger King because that's where you get it your way, right? Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. special Ooh. thanks to Burger King. <sighs> <sighs> uh, but no, yeah. So I, 
I proud think, sponsor I think that, of Bear Friend that, Tea Party. Um, I, I think that that whole like lettuce and tomato hamburger thing is kind of bizarre and off-putting. Um, I think lettuce and tomato are, are, are toppings that that go on a hamburger. I, I don't think that they like make a burger. Well, they don't go under it, ladies. Yeah, yeah, they don't go under it. Um, Heyo. I mean, yeah. Yeah, let me just let me just jump in here. Yeah, sure. I mean, you want to you want to cut in there? That's, that's wait, great. no, actually, no. So go on. So are you saying, John? Do you come down on the side that these sandwiches are ontologically the same, or no? No, I think McDonald's is is uh, is insane to to say that that's a different thing. It's still a burger that just has toppings. Do you think? Do you? Th- I mean, I don't. Do you? Th- yeah, no, no, did, no, they did no. not. But, in but the Jason not, Alexander no ad, and I did not watch the whole thing. I don't think he said. If I could just make my point, <laughs> if I could just finish, I don't. Rumble, think, rumble, rumble, rumble. I don't think that a lettuce rumble. and tomato hamburger is ontologically distinct from a hamburger. Nobody is saying it got, is. It, it, it's never yeah. suggested that that's what's wrong. I think that's a straw man argument. It's suggested that it is a fallacy in which one heavily implied deliberately misrepresent the position of the misrepresentation position. Not the best tasting hamburger. The best tasting lettuce and tomato hamburger. That's almost that's that's almost a sit where there's almost two separate issues here. One of the one issue we're dealing with is like is the lettuce and tomato hamburger ontologically separate from the hamburger category. No. And the other question is, is the McDLT ontologically separate from hamburgers? The answer in both cases is no. Neither of those questions matter at all. Neither of those que- this is no, because this I, I is would not- I would posit here this is not an ontological issue on any level. The- I don't I don't know that metaphysics is com- is strictly necessary. <laughs> I think that I think that I think that <laughs> McDonald's with this hamburger, I think McDonald's with this with this sandwich, um, the burger. aforementioned McDLT. <laughs> I, I think that McDonald's is that the one with is bacon? attempting. I think McDonald's yeah. is attempting to capture a higher Jeremy. Let, price let me cut in here. Bracket, no, 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 no. Let me to target okay, less price-sensitive consumers um, with a higher. Does price anybody point actually know if it was by, more expensive? I, I couldn't by find issuing that. No. In my by research. creating a sandwich which has a higher perceived quality. That okay. makes and sense, think, yeah, and then it would, I, if that's true, it would make sense that its successor was the Arch Deluxe because mm-hmm. that was a similarly marketed. Or, or for that mean means the McLean, even which, from the perspective of merely sandwich craft, would seem makes no a sense, complete, but... <laughs> a completely parallel tract. But I think if we just think of this as like they're trying to get less the less price sensitive consumers to pay more for what is essentially the same product the same shitty hamburger <laughs> well they're grasping they're uh, trying to wrap up the same pig in a, in a new sunday dress you know what i mean they, it's like, yeah well, exactly like, but they see their they see their like their, their best girl is going over to burger king getting herself a whopper and they're like hey let me get you back baby yeah well she knows the whopper is going to satisfy her 
Yeah, well, and she can have it her way too. But you know what? Sexually, I mean, in case she that wasn't will clear. realize it's if Se- she's sexually. smart, if she's sexually smart, and she is. <laughs> if if she orders, to be clear, ladies, <laughs> if you order a Whopper let's, hamburger, let's not beat around the bush. You will sexually <laughs> be satisfied by it. You know, I think uh, I think you guys you guys all make excellent points. That's, I think that's what she said. I think said. when you come right down to it, I think the lettuce, the <laughs> tomato, all that bullshit. I think it's all just toppings. It's all toppings that can go on any burger. I say McDonald's. Why don't you just say, hey, we're going to offer as a service that we're going to segregate our cold components with our hot components. Why don't you it's, just do that? Is this like separate but equal yeah, sandwich like, fixings? I, I should have said separation <laughs> instead of segregation. Well, I mean, it's also, what are the implications for like, is it McDonald's admitting that like their other hamburgers are like the lettuce is soggy guess, and shitty yeah. on the that rest of their hamburgers? It does seem to be the implication, doesn't it? Uh, John, on that point, that that's how the desperate they got that they had to say like, well, here's a better way we could do this to all of them, but only this one. Yeah, but fuck it, yeah. Unless you, unless you're gonna pay the piper. <laughs> Should we move on? I think we've addressed the <laughs> ontology. I am satisfied with our discussion of the ontology <laughs> of the DLT. Question three. Many modern-day critics looking back on the McDLT have attributed its failure to the fact that consumers resented having to complete the construction of their burger. What the fuck? Are people really that lazy? No, because half the time, when you, you know, half the time when you open the clamshell, when you open um, the clamshell, half the time John, the different ingredients fall into hand. one side or another anyway. On the one hand, Chris. After you. No, on the one hand, what? On the one I hand, say what? on the one hand, like, no. what was the question? I'm really curious. You think I'm guys, fucking so with the you? The question was, the question was, was laziness an issue. Uh, the question is, the, the question, question was, are people really so lazy that the fact that they have to pick no. up the bottom part and the top part and put no. one on the other before they no. eat it? Like, is, is that really, like, Okay. No, that was never. Instance, nobody ever for, actually said, "I don't want this sandwich because I have to do that." For nobody. instance, yeah, I'm, that, for instance, that's completely, uh, you that's know, I'm going to read up. you guys what what John M. Edwards of SeriousEats.com wrote about the subject. Yeah, he okay. So he wrote this is his closing paragraph. He says, "But really, should fast food serve a sandwich that can't be eaten right out of the packaging? Leaving the last mile to the customer may have been a fatal flaw." That's what he wrote. And I said, well, I, and I say seriously, like, what the fuck? Like, it can't be eaten. Uh, that, it that's can't be eaten out of the pack. Like, what? It, like, no, you I, it has no bearing. It has no bearing on reality. I just pick I it up. You pick it up. On the whole premise. You don't even have to. Like, the idea that you can put them together like on the way to your mouth. Class of like, consumer it zero that time. has a problem with like, oh, like, oh, my burger's too hot. My burger and lettuce are like the same temperature. I really wish that my burger stayed hot and my lettuce stayed cold, but I'm not willing to take that step myself. The idea that there is a class right. of consumer that both has right. this right, exactly. problem and is not willing to take that step <laughs> of like putting the two halves together, yeah. I, I don't think that's true at all. I yeah. think yeah. this is a bullshit product. I think no one would possibly want this because it's dumb. <laughs> and Well, that's a different point. It, it, that's a broader point, which includes this point, uh, John. On that point, if all, if you're that lazy, then you're that you're too stupid to notice that it doesn't even take you any time to do that, and you don't even notice I mean, that you're mm. doing the something. Other point, be the too other lazy. Point to consider if you were asked it. The about other 
point to consider here is it's not just the fact that you're not just asking people to do this work themselves of putting the two halves together. You're also asking them, I'm pretty sure, to pay a little more for the privilege of doing that. And if I could just piggyback on that point, Jeremy, I think in a lot of instances, (laughs) because of the point that I alluded to earlier, a lot of franchises did not have the proper equipment to correctly make the DL the McDLT. And so they would they would basically be serving a hamburger that was like all the same temperature but still separated. So they so in that That's instance you have the worst of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. The higher cost, the higher environmental waste and a a, a, a more labor intensive product. No. And the soggy ash product. Yeah. When you say that they didn't have the technology to do this, were they actually like making complete hamburgers and then separating them? What a fucking um, sham. Yeah, I'm glad you asked me that. Uh, let me. <laughs> what what, what me, do you uh, what do you have written in your notes? No, no, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> I have the article, the New York Times article pulled up, and I, I yeah, I, I know I, I do know too. It references it at some point. Uh, Are you getting to the point where it references complex sandwiches? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, we do live in the age of complex sandwiches. For those of you who are just tuning in, we're talking about the McDLT, a ill-fated McDonald's product. We are at... Um, this uh, was a... We're at point all right, three Sandwich in which one half had the beef, which was... To remain hot, and one half had the tomato and lettuce, I'm, which was uh, to remain cold. This is just this. This is station ID. No, you have to every hour on the hour. You have to sort of recap and give the station ID because because certain People regions will out. will break for commercial. Hey, you say you're getting tired of lettuce and tomato hamburgers in this town that don't quite make it? Yeah. Guys, I'm sorry about that. I have my computer set to automatically play that on the hour every hour. Just, uh, okay, so as we all do, we will move on to question four. Let's take a look at the environmental implications of the McDLT. It's patented, yes, patented, double-sided packaging necessitated about twice as much polystyrene as that of a standard McDonald's burger. In what specific capacity do you think environmental concerns, genuine or fabricated, played into McDonald's decision to, to discontinue the McDLT? Uh, John, on that point... I'll take this one first. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say that, like, in terms of, like, yeah, I guess there's a little more litter. To me, this is, like, 80s slash early 90s kind of style environmentalism, which was very litter-focused. And Mm. really, Mm. if you want to make this thing more environmentally sound, take the fucking beef out of it, frankly. (laughs) Yeah! You know? But you're talking about what is actually effective, not what people like, for better or worse, actually thought and were actually trying. Yeah, like, yeah. like so, like actual public true. opinion. You guys true, are, you guys true. are really, like, you guys are right on with this. No, because I, but I, I feel like it was a real turning point in American like attitude toward this whole topic, which, yeah, which later <laughs> on became more effective in terms of, you know, actual cause and effect. But it was kind of a. This landmark. was you're saying this was a turning point in the in which in terms of like this is when Americans stopped insisting that their hamburgers be packaged in like two well, separate Well, because parts. of the the, the wide they decided, the wide like, reach you know, of McDonald's as a company, let's just put the fuckers together 
from the get-go. No, it... it <laughs> For it, the it, environment. It was like the very peak of, like, sort of petty... The peak of, of bisectional hamburgers. Of sort of, like, petty convenience mm. at the expense of, you know, what? You know, I don't know. It sort of seemed like the right product at the wrong time, kind of. Like if it had come out like in like nineteen, like, like ten years earlier, seventy five, nineteen eighty, it would have been like completely successful mm. because nobody was no, because like it's that. neither now it would be like oh, no, nor like, desirable because nobody was thinking it like in that. this weird like nostalgic. Right. If you had sold thing. this hamburger, if Jeremy, you said, let, like, let me look, cut in here. You can no, have no, this hamburger. Let me not put together after you, but it's ten cents cheaper. You keep coming back to this. A lot. It would have been successful. You keep coming successful. back to the price tag, man. Because I'd be like, yeah, but, but I'll put that None of the articles I read mention the price tag at all. They talk about That's, how the backlash to it was all the sort of like, wait a minute. Isn't this a little wasteful? Doesn't that kind of matter? I, yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy it, frankly. Well, that's too, that's too bad. I'm not talking about what you whether you not you would you would buy it. If you want to know what I think, I think the McDLT is a lot like Skid Row. What? I am making a real parallel between the McDLT and the hair metal band Skid Row, because I said before that I think the McDLT was a decent product that for what it was, but it was just the it came out at the wrong time because it came out just mm. a little bit too late. In order for, uh, for it to be truly successful, because by the time McDLT came out, environmentalism was picking up steam, and suddenly this product with a lot of with with a convenience, mm. call it whether whether you agree with the convenience or not, doesn't matter. The product with a lot yeah. of convenience, but all this perceived waste, the public opinion had turned, and that product was not successful. Skid Row was a hair metal band that was pretty decent. Whether or not you agree with that doesn't really matter. It, it came at the very tail end of hair metal's popularity, and it, it, the tide was sort of starting to turn on hair metal, and then alternative was starting, you know, <laughs> Seattle grunge <laughs> emerged and stole away our hearts in the early 90s. So basically, if Skid Row had come out maybe, you know, five or even like three years earlier, I think they would have been a whole lot bigger and a whole lot more, you know, lauded now. Then they, they they just came out. It was just a little bit too late. They were like the right band, wrong time. You know what I'm saying? What do you think would have happened if the McLean Burger had come out at the time that the uh, Bink DLT came out? I don't know. What about the Arch Deluxe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Man, we haven't even we haven't even brought up the McRib. Um. So, Danny, <laughs> what was the Seattle grunge of hamburgers? Uh, the Arch Deluxe. What do you think the band equivalent of the McLean would be? Uh. Don McLean. <laughs> <laughs> mm. If you read that New York Times article, so the company announced uh, in November it, it of 1990 that, that it was going to switch from styrofoam to paper packaging, which was kind of like a last-minute decision. The irony is that is that the, the the paper packaging that they switched to was actually not biodegradable because it had different layers or some shit. It's entirely up in the air whether or not it was actually environmentally more sound and sustainable. Like, basically, the switch to paper was a result of corporate caprice. And so the demise of the McDLT was really just a casualty of, of that broad decision. I agree. This was a product they were ready to discontinue anyway. Exactly. I'm joining it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because it did not. It did That's not. Probably it, true. The, the thing the is, the Mick DLT. We're still talking about the Mick DLT. We we re, we remain just joining us. We we remain <laughs> in the midst of our heated discussion about the Mick DLT. If uh, you just got in this car that you flagged down <laughs> in order to make it back to Burning Man, it was not a very popular product. Uh, John, on that point, question number five. Is that a great Jason Alexander performance or what? Agreed. He's it really good. good, and, I like and he's it. wearing that like eighties jacket with the sleeves rolled up, mm. and it's all yeah. He That's looks good really too. good. And he looked yep. yeah, he looked really good then. Like he was in shape, you know. And I like it. Yeah, it's a very good commercial. He was. He was you know, a lot of people don't know this. Jeremy, he was actually trained in musical theater. I don't mean to be. I don't. I certainly don't want this. Discussion to go on any longer than it already has, but yeah, I think that I think that Jason Alexander did a fine job. I mean, it was a dumb commercial for a dumb product. There you go, it. He's re- no, he's really good. He's like he really sells it. Did it move a lot of sandwiches? Did it sell a lot of sandwiches? I don't think so. No, no, no but that that doesn't mean it was a shitty product. What are you gonna do? You know. But yeah, it's a crappy product. You know, in, in somewhat all seriousness, like I really think he does a great job, and it's kind of sad that he yeah like became a celebrity after this, and he probably never did any I don't, McDonald's commercials again. You know, I don't think the tune was that memorable. No, it's I, certainly not that. one that sticks in your mind, like the you know, like the Chili's Baby Back Ribs commercial. Mm. Or well, that was an already extant song, but yeah, the but yeah, is. Jason Alexander. He he did the hell out of that. He, he you can't you. I think we can all agree that you cannot blame the downfall of this product <laughs> on Jason Alexander. Um, he did the hell out of this. I just want to highlight one one moment of that performance, which is at the very end when he says, "Could be the best tasting lettuce and tomato hamburger ever." And he pauses. <laughs> he pauses before the word "ever," and he kind of does this weird like facial tick shrug. Kind of thing, could be the best tasting lettuce and tomato hamburger ever. It's phenomenal. It gets me every time. That's all I wanted to say about that. So, uh, question number six: Were the 1980s a golden era of musical fast food commercials? Why or why not? I'll take this one first, Jeremy. Um, let, let me cut in here. No, 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 no. Let me go. I would okay, say no. I'd after say you, this, the 80s were the end of an era. 1985. Uh, that being the era of fast food jingles hmm. after that it was all like licensed songs that you already knew used like 1985 with, like pictures of hamburgers hold the phone 1885 <laughs> <laughs> i think that maybe i think there was a bleed over into the early 90s i don't think that that happened what you're saying definitely happened but i don't think that it was until 93 94 i'll give you the early 90s all right, let's let's okay. move on. With, like the late eighties, I don't have anything 90s. else to say about. <laughs> I mean, you think about you think about you think about the focus. You think about f stop. You think about the eleven o'clock news. Everybody counting on you. The Taco Bell commercials and all that. Uh, you know. Oh. I am. I'm already thinking about those. Yeah, I figured. I figured you were. Uh, John, on that Was point. This different from a regular mcdonald's hamburger in any other way than the fact that the lettuce and tomato was separate from the beef 
Yeah, I'll field that one. Mayonnaise Um, on it. Didn't have mayonnaise uh, on it. Basically, I mean, for the most part, no. Uh, Except, I I believe with a regular hamburger, I think they might give you an option of whether or not to have tomato on it. But with the McDLT, so it's not like any bigger or anything. It's just like it was by default a lettuce and tomato hamburger. Is it weird that I kind of want one right now? I would say it seems like it was maybe more successful than the Arch Deluxe, which I doubt lasted six years. Yeah, and the Arch Deluxe doesn't have any novelty aspect of it going for it. And it's just going to last well, it was, for a while. It was marketed as like, like it, hey, this is a big burger for grown up sophisticated. Yeah, well, and it had like, it has, it had, like fancy ketchup on it. I always shit. felt like I didn't deserve it. But the McDLT was a legend. I felt like I was not sophisticated. I wouldn't even know what to do with it. To bring it around. It was hard enough to bring back the Arch Deluxe. While it may have been a commercial deluxe, like shit. What's so deluxe about it? It comes with like a set of instructions. It's shiny ass. Really, just a regular Shark started masturbating her like candlelight, and so forever, a dream of you and me together. Say you believe it. Say you believe it. Free your mind. Down in danger, be for real, don't be a stranger. We can achieve it. We can achieve it. Come a little bit closer, baby. Oh, and then you're gonna get, get it on. on. Get, get it on. Cause tonight is the night when we. A series of controversial statements, part two. This is my topic. I I will be leading this topic. Um, this is a topic called a series of controversial statements. This is still kind of a topic in development. Um, <laughs> I've prepared some controversial statements. I'm going to read them. Number one. I didn't think Heath Ledger was particularly good as the Joker. Oh, no, you didn't. Number two. I use premium gasoline in my lawnmower. Girl, you crazy. Number three. I believe that Mount Rushmore is a hoax. Now you're taking it too far. Number four. I think the iPhone is for girls. (laughs) Number five. I like daylight savings time. Oh my god, you monster. Number six. I think that although Hitler was a huge asshole, he is frequently used as a scapegoat so that we won't have to acknowledge that the Holocaust was committed in mass by people who really weren't that different from us. Nice. Nice. Uh, Number seven. I don't think bow ties are inherently funny. What? That is all. Can we go back to the Hitler example? 
No, 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 no comment. No, oh, okay, no discussion. Wait. Okay, no discussion. All right. Well, does anybody else have any controversial statements? Okay, okay. I've got, I've oh, got a few. Chris. I've got a few. Uh, Please first, go ahead. Number one. Go ahead. Dogs are overrated. <laughs> Yikes. Next. Uh, video games are not, and will never be, an art form. They are a pastime for <laughs> children and dullards. <laughs> Boy, that's controversial. Uh, finally, fuck it. I'm not worried about cyborgs. <laughs> Look out, Nick Bostrom. Well, uh, thanks very much for that, Christopher Winter, and uh, I believe that just about wraps up uh, our segment on controversial statements. We certainly stirred up a hornet's nest there. Shall we move on to se- segment three? Th- 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 segment three, 50 fictional horses blitz quiz. <laughs> okay, thanks uh, to everybody out there who kept requesting we do this segment a second time. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to do this with a different uh, object. It's going to be horses again. Uh, th- th- we're going to do 50 more. Uh, it went so well the first time. We're going to do 50 fictional horses. Okay, the way this works is... I'm going to say the name of a horse from fiction. It might be from a movie. It might be from a book. It might be from some other medium. You say where it comes from. Well, the first person of the three of you guys to shout it out will get the point. I'm going to do that 50 times. There's going to be exciting music playing. This is not going to be round robin, guys. This is going to be like first person to the buzzer. Are you keeping score? I'm not going to keep track. So whoever's editing this has to... So just, we're going to do the honor system here. If you get one right, make a note of it. I'll say who's right, but I'm not going to keep track, for God's sake. So if you... If Danny says you got one right, just make a little tick. Whoever's editing it will count them up. Okay. Everybody ready? Number one. Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed. Okay. Number two, horse. Number two is horse. I give up. M- Mr. Ed! No, no, I said the name horse. of the horse is horse. Oh, horse. The um, man from Uncle. The, the band America. Mission Impossible. Alright, apparently nobody gets this point. The answer is Dudley Do Right. Dudley Do Right's oh, horse. Oh, that's not horse. Is his horse named Horse? His name is Horse. This one's not going to need any editing whatsoever. Okay, number three, Mr. Horse. Mr. Ed. Uh, Mr. Horse, Mr. Give, Horse up, uh, give up those oats. Oh, uh, uh, no. Mr. Horse. I give up. Uh, the Ren and Stimpy show. Oh. Mr. Horse. Yeah, we don't Okay, we did not get that one. Oh, uh, that, that was, you know what? That was, that was a tough beat. Man, I was leading off with the easy ones. Okay. Um, a horse of a different color. The Epic of Gilgamesh. The uh, common saying. The Epic of Gilgamesh. <laughs> a horse of a different color. No, the, no, no, the, no, 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 no. The Bible. The, the, the Bible. The, the Constitution. Are you guys? Are you the, guys joking? The, messing with me here? The Quran. Wait. Okay. We give up. We give up. From the Wizard of Oz. Fuck! There's horses in that movie? I still don't know what you're talking about. Go on. Next one. 
This is hard to the munchkin that kills himself. Man, I, I, I jotted down this list in like five minutes flat. Alright. Rainbow Dash. Bojack Horseman. Never heard of it. You're, you're Rainbow Bright. My Little, the, uh, My little I, Pony. I'll, uh, Jeremy, I'll accept that. It is actually from My uh, Little Pony Friendship is Magic, which is the reboot, but. Woo! Okay, alright. So I. Um, number six. Famine. The band Social Distortion. Uh, the Bible. Yeah, okay, I'll accept that. It was the Holy Bible, but I'll accept the Bible. The what Bible? The Holy, oh, yeah. the holy Bible. Alright, number what? seven. <clears throat> Quick Draw McGraw. Uh, Hanna-Barbera. Uh, yeah, the Hanna-Barbera Universe. Sleepless in Fucking Seattle. The Pink Panther. Uh, uh, like uh, the, um, the Wacky <laughs> Races. Just a character. I think he was in. He was a character. Of those yes. shows. I'm just yeah. The Hanna Barbera verse. I'm just gonna go with the Hanna Barbera universe. Yeah. He was in the Quick Draw McGraw show. That's the name of the show. He did appear God on two episodes of the Yogi Bear show. But uh, okay, uh, Atrex. I'm not gonna count that. What? Atrex. Um, what? Love Actually. Uh, Atrex. Oh, is that is that Robert E. Lee's horse? No, that would not be fictional. Oh, it's only fictional. Oh, see, that's why I've been having a hard time. The only I give up. Uh, the never-ending story. The oh, I should have gone. Okay, number eight. Okay. Dawn. Oh, hot to try. Uh, hot to try. Thank you. <laughs> okay, nine. That was number nine. Okay. Okay, horse. Fictional horse number ten. Black Beauty. Oh. Black Beauty. Nice. Black, Black Beauty. Beauty. Okay, number 11. Robert E. Lee's horse. Number 11, Blackie. Mr. Ed. Um, the, bla- the Black Horse. No, that is that is the horse from The Bible. Um, uh, number Damn 12, it. Black Stallion. The Book of Mormon. The Black yeah. Stallion. Okay, uh, number 13, Epona. Uh, Zelda. Uh, Ocarina of yes. Time. Yes, Ocarina of Time. Correct. Nice. Red Lightning. Made in Manhattan. Uh, uh, Grease, the musical the Grease. Rings. Red Lightning. Uh, I'm sorry, Red Lightning was the horse in the Stanley Kubrick film The Killing. Number God 15. Pokey. Made of Honor. Uh, that's Poke Snoop Gumby. Great. I thought, I thought Pokey was Gumby. a donkey. No, no, he was a horse. He's a okay. fictional horse. He doesn't, yeah, no, I get that it's fictional. <laughs> I, I do understand that Gumby is not real. Well, a minute ago, you guessed Robert E. Lee's horse. So, I... Okay, uh, number 16. Number 16, Duncan, a.k.a. Furious D. The Bible. Don't know. <laughs> No, uh, he was <coughs> Gumby. He was the, the Bible from the Simpsons episode Saddle Sword Galactica. But, uh, God damn it! Shadow facts. Really? Uh, planes, trains, oh, and automobiles. Fucking shit! I don't worse. know. Mr. Ed. No, no shadow facts is Gumby. from the Lord of the Rings. Uh, God damn it! You know, I guessed Lord of the Rings earlier. Does that count? Sorry, you have. Not one again. Uh, number nineteen, until death. The band Dog Steppers. Are you fucking serious? No, that the was the of name the of the uh, 
a mentally retarded horse on the episode of the Family Guy. You know the one. His eyes are like crossed. It's funny. Man, I thought this tough guy. I thought this crowd would be a lot better. At this. <laughs> this is extremely <laughs> okay. Number twenty, <laughs> Silver, the Lone Ranger, the Lone Ranger. Dan, nice. What does it? Horse number twenty-one, <laughs> Scout. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Ed. Uh, oh, 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 oh. That's together. not a horse. That's <laughs> a person. No, that's, that's a mockingbird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Scout was the horse from the Lone Ranger. It was Tonto's horse. Uh, always guess the answer uh, to the last Swift one. Wind. The Lone Ranger. Watership Down. Mr. Ed. You're all the Bible. close. Uh, throw Mama from the train. Uh, that is, uh, that is She-Ra's <laughs> horse. Laverne and Shirley. It was Shebra's horse. I'm sorry. Okay, famous horse number 23, Hildago. Uh, Notting Hill. Buffy the Vampire no, that's Slayer. Right. I'm sorry, uh, Hildago <laughs> was named the titular horse in the movie Hildago from several years ago. God damn it. Okay, wow. White Mane. Uh, White Mane. Correct. Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> the short film White Mane, directed by Albert Lamoris, uh, also directed The Red Balloon. Oh, <laughs> guess the name of the horse. Okay. That's a very good idea. Horse number 25. Music. White Mane. Oh, yes. the ho- a horse called yes. Music. The, the song, the Willie Nelson song. Music. That's right. Okay, number 26. Trigger. A horse called <laughs> The Koran. Watership down. <laughs> no, the Bible. No. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. A few good men. Uh, I'm afraid. Oh, uh, z- zero of these answers are right. Doctor and Mrs. Ed. <laughs> the Spanish uh, American that was War. That actually uh, a, a fictional horse in several different movies, uh, all all starring Roy Rogers. That was his horse. Fictional horse number twenty-seven, Joey. I got no. I got nothing. The West Wing. Secretary. This is from the movie War Horse. From God damn very it. recently. Uh, okay. I thought that horse was named War Horse. Number 28, Gunpowder. Uh, did I say Sleepless in War Seattle? Gunpowder. A Few Good Men. The West Wing. <laughs> Gunsmoke. Uh, Dynasty. How the West Was Won. Oil. The Bible. <laughs> Gunpowder was the horse in the uh, story The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> All right, uh, horse number twenty-nine, Doctor Horse. Some other bullshit. That's where, ha, Doctor, Doctor Horse. Horse. Doctor Horse. Try. It was uh, the song Doc, Doctor Horse. That's right. Nice. Uh, Thirty. Pestilence. The Bible. Pestilence. The Holy the, Bible. The Bible. The Bible. The Bible. The, the King Bible. James version of the uh, Holy Bible. Uh, the Bible is this. The, God uh, damn it. Okay, horse number thirty-one. The New Testament. Bullseye. Uh, the Bible. The Bible. Bullseye. Uh, uh, Roy Rogers. Bullseye uh, the horse. Oh, the... Uh, Mr. The, Ed. The Iliad. Hot to try. The Odyssey. The... The... Uh, Canterbury uh, Tales. Uh, the Bullseye. The, Mr. Ed. Hot to Bullseye. try. Mr. Ed. Romeo and Juliet. Bullseye from the uh, obscure movie uh, series Toy Story. What? Uh, I never heard of it. Oh, is that... Uh, was Tom Hanks the voice of Bullseye? Oh, yeah. 
More like bullshit. <laughs> All right. Uh, horses yeah, number 20. Horses number 32 and 33. Wild what? Stallions. Oh, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Wild for the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Ooh, Bogus Journey. I'm count both of those. Number 33, Mock Kick. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> Kickmaster. Uh, uh, Alfred Chicken. The Karate Kid. Mach. Uh, bi- uh, bio Force the Bible. Yeah, I think I think this is a mistake. No, I believe uh, if you look it up, Battle that is the Olympus. name of a Transformer. Fazanadu. God damn That is a horse uh, transformer from the... Dr. Mario. From the Thoroughbred Corps. Number 34. I have, I have a, a question about the horse transformer. Ahead. Does it turn it like it's a human-shaped robot that turns into a horse-shaped robot? Or a robot-shaped horse that turns into a fucking podcast. It is a horse that turns into a podcast. That's our new tagline. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You know, I thought I had something to go at the end of that sentence, but I did not. So, number 34. Right. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. The uh, two of Spain. Neither of those are accurate. Bojack Horseman. Philip. Philip. Fill her up. That is Bella's horse from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> these are all horses that have significant. These aren't walk-on okay. roles, guys. Don't stop because we're just terrible. Okay, number th- fictional horse number thirty-five. Cyclone. Bojack Horseman. Uh, uh, He-Man, oh, Masters of the Universe. The Bible. Um, uh, uh, it's not, it's not uh, He-Man? The, uh, culture, culture books, books. Okay, movies. Uh, uh, <laughs> Laurel and Hardy. Literature. Literature. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> he, he, the Quran. Jeremy, uh, um, literature. literature is incorrect. It is actually... From the Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa. That is the name of Marshall Moo Montana's horse. I should have studied for this segment. God so damn it. The is incorrect. That- <laughs> All right. Fictional horse number 36, Traveler. The Robert E. Lee. The Wild uh, West Traveler. Cowboys of Traveler's Moo Mesa. Name in the book. By, by Richard Adams. Classic horse-related movie. Anybody else? I'm sorry, that is the name of the mascot of the University of Southern California. (laughs) All right, fictional horse (laughs) number 37. All right, okay. Death. Batman. The Bible. Oh, the Bible. The Bible. Okay, fictional horse number 37. I said Batman. (laughs) It did? (laughs) Yeah. I guess that would come... That would come up in the. Right, I should have said. De- I should have said Detective Comics. I mean, in a way, isn't Batman. <laughs> isn't Batman? The- Holds about as much water. <laughs> uh, I mean, death predates the Bible, doesn't it? Yeah. No, the horse. The horse. The, the horse named death. The horse named death. Not, not uh, the concept. Well, sure, of death. Number thirty-eight. Uh, Argo. I mean, the personification. Of death. Spider-Man. Wait, I, I did not hear it. Argo. Repeat, the, repeat the, it. The, what? The, Argo. I get no. I get no. Oh, the the Ili- the Odyssey, the Iliad. Argo. It's that not was the, the Odyssey. Dog. Argo. That was says. a dog. Argo. Oh, the movie Argo with Ben Affleck. Argo. Uh, 
Alan Arkin. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Danzig, the band. band Danzig is correct. The city, Danzig. <laughs> no, it's actually. Uh, it, <laughs> I like okay, Glenn Danzig. If you are listening to this podcast, I like that you just said yes <laughs> and hit your steering wheel. <laughs> Was awesome. Okay, uh, no, Argo is the name of the fictional horse in Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> God damn it, I guessed that on you a guessed previous that, like, one. 25 horses ago. This is not an easy game. Okay, uh, number 39, Rigel. Who wants a nice hot slice of pizza pie? The Bible, the Odyssey, Cosmos, Cosmos with 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 Neil deGrasse Tyson, or the Neil deGrasse Tyson's horse. The Bible. (laughs) No, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's horse is not a fictional horse. (laughs) Oh, Greek mythology. Yes. Okay, uh, fictional horse number forty, Paul Revere. Oh, uh, this Paul Revere's horse. Let let me cut in here. No, 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 no. Let me cut. Okay, the Beastie Boys. Yes. yeah, what? Yes. Uh, 41, Samson. The Bible. The, uh, the, um. That's the horse the from Lord of the Rings? Sleeping Beauty. Fictional horse yeah. number 42. White horse. The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger, Danny. Oh, right, the white horse, King uh, Kong. Fictional horse number 43, Pegasus. The Greek mythology, Roman mythology. I said both. Fictional horse number 44. Peanut butter. Uh, Throw mama from the train. Oh, that show. Uh, It's an Abbott and Costello routine. Oh, son of a bitch. I don't know that It's called Costello Buys a Horse. I like it. So the correct answer was Costello Buys a Horse. Yeah, how did no one I would have accepted Abbott and Costello. Okay, fictional horse number 46, Comet. Um, the, the band America. The cleaning product? On Comet, on... Is that a... It's a uh, fucking... Is that a reindeer? In uh, Comet. The Bible, the Book of Revelation. Mr. Ed, Hot to Trot. Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry, Comet is the horse from the the comic Supergirl. Supergirl. God damn it. Never heard of it. Horse number 46. Seabiscuit. The Epic of Gilgamesh. Seabiscuit. Correct. That's a real horse. Horse number 48. Dragonfly. Uh, uh, Dragonfly. Uh, My Little Pony, The Bible, um, I give up. Dragonfly. Girl, are you crazy? Oh, 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 friends. It was a horse referenced briefly in one episode of Faulty Towers. Number 49, uh, Bojack Horseman. Bojack Horseman. Bojack Horseman. I also would have accepted horse in a round. Um... Uh, number f- 50 I actually have 52 I guess. Uh, Starlight 
the, the Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. The Book of Mormon. The Bible, Princess Tomato in the Saddle Salad Kingdom, Princess Bride, the Princess Bride, the little my little princess, the little princess. No, you're the little little prince, the princess and the pea. My princess. The first one you guessed, Princess Horse Princess. When I when I when I first said Dash, which was Mrs. Cock. The, oh, 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 oh! Under the cherry moon. Strawberry shortcake? I think I can accept that. It's Rainbow Bright. But I'm accepting oh. strawberry shortcake. Number 51. Rising Star. The new power generation. Um. The. Oh, hot to try. Uh, oh, oh. The one where it's. Oh. Alphabet Street. Rising Star is the name, aka the Electric Horseman. Musicology. Some other bullshit. The. The Bible, Part Two, the Book of Mormon. I'm sorry, that's the, time. The, uh, the Rising Star um, is the name the double, of the horse, double horse, double in horse. the TriStar Pictures logo. <laughs> God, oh that number. Bullshit. Okay, number fifty-two. I think we can all... God damn it! No, this is. There actually a oh, I told you this is the second fifty. <laughs> Okay, last one. <laughs> Love Actually. War. The Bible. Yeah, yes, War the Horse. The Bible is correct. Total number of fictional horses named. 24. Classic The portion of total fictional horses named. 47%. Most valuable player. Jeremy Mullis from North Carolina. With 11 correct guesses of fictional horses and a total share of 22% of all fictional horses posed in segment. And then I was like, fuck this. There's way too many fictional horses. Way to totally suck at naming fictional horses, everybody. Classic episode. Segment four, pancakes v. waffles. So guys, what's better? Pancakes or waffles? I'll take this one first. Um, I'm going to say, you know, they're both great. Uh, but I, uh, I'm i always going to come home to pancakes in the end. Pancakes, you can put stuff in them easier. Um, you don't need any special equipment. Simple, simple, delicious pancakes. Easy to make. A lot of fun. You can spell things with them, make them in fun shapes. Wait, you're going to argue waffles pancakes for fun nope. shapes when you're up against waffles? Nope. Look at that shit in all dimensions. Man. <laughs> you want to? You want fun. Waffles. Bounce around on a fucking waffle for a while. Waffles just a pancake yeah. in a waffle shape. And that's what we're talking about. It's like a pancake plus. But you get crispy... Crispy outside, hot, steamy inside. Oh, look, oh I want to, I want to, I want to spell my name in waffles. Oh, I can't because they're all shaped like waffles. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you, you need. I don't have, I don't have that many waffle irons. No one does. Or you could just it's ridiculous. Like, That's fucking ridiculous. You could use a knife. I'm going with waffles. Oh, I mean, kid pancakes. Protein oh, <laughs> slip there. <laughs> I mean, look, if you ask me, what do I want right now? Yeah. A waffle. What would I... What, 
what what do I, what do I think is like, you know, the more uh, what's going to be there for me? Uh. Pancakes, more versatile. How are they more versatile? More, uh, you can make a waffle savory or sweet, just like a pancake. What if you don't have electricity? What if you just have gas? You're going to put your waffle what? iron on the gas burner? Wa- uh, pancake's going to be there We're for not me. arguing, like, th- when you argue something better or worse, you don't, like, go into every possible scenario. <laughs> it's like cars or motorcycles. Well, what if you can only use two wheels? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> motorcycles then motorcycles yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, you... <laughs> like herbie the love oh, bug wait wait unicycles unicycles because what if you could only have one wheel <laughs> what if you have to have four wheels that four that unicycles more versatile. That's that is that Ready is outside the premise of the question. We're already way that is outside. far outside the realm of, of the question has to do with breakfast. We're talking about unicycles. Here's all I all gotta right, you say: Go ahead. You turn on a waffle iron, get that thing scorching hot. Pour a little batter in there. Lay some strips of raw bacon. You lay raw bacon in the waffle iron, and it cooks in, in, inside the waffle. Yeah, it's it's really hard for me to argue with that. I'm gonna have to raw bacon. I'm gonna have to concede this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to concede this. You've been listening to Bear Friend Tea Party. BearFriendTeaPartyPodcast.com. Set your spirit free. It's the only way to be. Flowers of Disgust.com Disgust.biz Flowers of Disgust Shoes. Podcast slash yale.edu Ice cream, ice cream, ice cream.